0: Welcome to The Harmonious Hustle, where I'll share how to lean into success without sacrificing yourself because you don't have time for that. I'm Nicole Sylvester, best-selling author, spiritual teacher, mentor, mama, and I'm all about saying hell yes to your best life.
1: I'll
0: let you in on my favorite tips and tools for feeling your absolute best. Plus, real, unfiltered conversations and inspiration on wellness, business, spirituality, relationships, self-love, confidence, money, and more. I promise to bring you truth without the BS so you can find success on your terms and feel amazing. Join my new Harmonious Hustle Facebook group to stay connected and ask questions. Connect with me on Instagram if you haven't already and be sure to say hello because I love meeting my community. Are you ready for an upgrade? Let's get started. Today, I'm bringing you Brandon Collinsworth. Brandon is super inspiring. And the funny thing is, I thought I met him at an event, and apparently, I didn't. We just were following each other online. But I'll tell you what, I'm glad that I am, because his work is super inspiring. And it's not even in the work he does, but how committed he is to the work because you know I love that about people. So to give you more about what he does do in the world, he is a peak performance coach, he is a yoga teacher, and he's a Nike master trainer. And you're gonna hear about his process of connecting with Nike in this episode, and that is super inspiring too. Brandon says that he helps humans harness their superpowers. And you know what, I believe it. I think you will too. So go ahead and just pull out your phone, Go over to Instagram, give him a follow, see what he's up to. You're bound to be inspired. And another thing you want to watch out for is his program, Warrior Retreats. He takes a group of people down to Peru, into the jungles, and through the sacred sites doing deep work. And you're going to see that this man walks his talk. Now, I want to remind you before we get started that you may have seen that I I'm doing something a little bit backwards. Like most people are trying to get themselves to be committed to doing video more or creating more content and getting out there. I wound up with the opposite problem and it's not even a problem, it's an adjustment, an up level, an upgrade. And I realized that I was putting out too much content to the extent that I was missing out on creating these bigger, bolder things, something unique and different. So about 10 days ago, I decided to go on this 30 day detox. But I have to tell you that I am missing teaching. I'm missing teaching. So, what I'm putting together, and you're going to see this this week if you get this on the week of the 24th, we have two master classes coming up on the 29th of June and then on July 2nd. So, if you are someone who is in business for yourself, someone that wants to start a business, someone that wants to step up and really be in that exchange, exchanging your abundance for financial abundance. If that's the case, then you're gonna to wanna to be a part of these two live sessions. We are not gonna have replays. We are just gonna go live and go deep. You're going to feel something, you're gonna recognize something about yourself and you're going to wanna to take action. So definitely be on the lookout for that you're going to want to watch this space and again as I always say that when you're listening to this podcast I'm so grateful that you're listening tag us let us know why you loved it let us know how we helped you let us know how Brandon's story inspired you to go after something that maybe you've been sleeping on I know it inspired me that being said enjoy the show all right, so guys, I am so excited to bring you someone that I feel really represents harmonious hustle and not really in the business, making a bunch of money and then meditating kind of way, but in a different way. And I'm sure you'll get to feel it out and, and just experience him for yourself. So welcome, Brandon Collinsworth to the show. Hey, Brandon, what's up? Thank you so much for joining us from Bali at 4 a.m.
1: <laughs> All the way from Ubu, Bali. Thank you very much, Nicole, yeah. for having me. It's an honor to be on your podcast.
0: I love that. So we ended up connecting um, about this podcast because you were asking who are the women that are running like uh, shows like Aubrey Marcus, which not that this show is totally like that, but I started thinking, I was like, who does run shows like that? And then, you know, I was like, well, I want my show to be kind of like that, like sharing those things. And I know you represent a lot of that. So I was like, yo, come on my show. <laughs> so let's, let's just yeah. on here.
1: So, to be here. And what's crazy is after I put out that that so, that so social post, people were kind of aloof. They were like, who is the female Aubrey Marcus? Who is the female Tim Ferriss? And the reality yeah. is, is that there's a wide open spot. I and know. I think you proclaimed that that's yours.
0: Yo, I'm in the running for sure. I mean, it's the Nicole Sylvester, but I just feel like there is a space. It's, there's a wide open space for people just to come in that space of like, hey, we're down with all of these things. It doesn't have to be woo or you know, weird or any of those things. So anyway, let's talk about you. And I remember we connected, I think, from Tony Robbins group. I was like backtracking today. Like, where do I know you from? Tony Robbins, Dallas, June 2016, right? Is that where you were? I was not. No, where were you from? (laughs) I don't know where the hell you came from. I was thinking, I was like, where do I know you from? Like, why are we following each other? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so where?
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> no, no, <it's> not Dallas. <laughs> um uh which one then maybe? <laughs> actually no Tony Robbins at all, but wow. more more so I think just through the mix of you know being in this space of super trying to up level humanity, sharing our gifts, you know, super pe- superheroes hear about other superheroes. That's just yeah. how it happens. You know, super you know, the the Avengers somehow heard about Thor. It just yeah. it inevitably it inevitably lapsed. But uh it's I feel like for a few years we've kind of been like just back and forth on social media. I feel like I, I, I'm pretty in tune to what you got going on and everything and it's nothing but admiration and respect across yeah. the board
0: oh thank you likewise it's funny though because i put you back in that time frame because i remember like you go to a tony robbins event you meet a whole bunch of people you really don't know them you guys are just in the same space and there's like you know you follow each other and if it's good you continue to follow um but yeah i just kind of lumped you in there so damn wrong place i don't know (laughs) so anyway what i remember though is about like when i remember finding out about you it was like your story in las vegas being homeless going through some really tough times and then this like really radical shift, which I'm all about like radical shifts. So lead us through that. Tell us a little bit about like where you got this fire and passion from.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Cause I've been in the writing process lately and I've been going back through some of these like visceral moments of when I shifted my life from, you know, the hood, the streets, the ghettos mm. to basically a life of conscious purpose, conscious play, conscious embodiment. Um, and Vegas for me at that time was a, was a death trap. It was a place that basically eats people alive, consumes people whole and and spits them out. So the fact that you're going to Vegas to speak is cool. A lot of people see the glamorous side of Vegas. A lot of people see the, the lights and the, the casinos and the, the entertainment, but they don't realize that there's a lot of people in Vegas that are trapped in a cycle of like alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. and like institutionalized poverty. And it's crazy. and it's traumatic to say the yeah. least. So I don't even like, I don't even like hold it on people that they don't make it out of Vegas because they're not supposed yeah. to, because the way it's set up is like, it really destroys people. So first 18 years of my life, it was really that. It was really rooted in survival, really rooted in trying to like, figure out my lane, my path, in life. And the same thing happened like most of my friends, I, I went through this downward spiral, it started eating me up. And uh, came to this pivotal moment when I was 18 years old, where I decided to make a decision to change it all. And I became a voracious student, something I haven't lost since then. And for, Mm. you know, it's kind of crazy. It was 18 years when I made that decision. It's going on almost 18 years since I made that decision. So we're kind of at the halfway point of like before and after. And I was able to pull myself not only just a little bit out of, of Vegas, but I was able to really set a set a a new paradigm for what is possible for some ghetto minority from the east side of vegas you know going from being a high school dropout to the ivy leagues to working with nike to to really ushering in a new way of thinking being expressing on a, a a global level
0: that's so amazing so 18 years you've been on the the shifts when you say you're a voracious student um you were like self-studying, or you went to school. I think you went to school because I, I see your photo that you share because it's in Philly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's where I'm from.
1: <laughs> yeah, Philly. You know, I um, I was I, it was self-study, and then it became study because I was so mm-hmm. behind after I dropped out of high school. I couldn't even get into community college. They were like, "You don't oh. even know how to do your times tables. You're yeah. like, you don't even you algebra, algebra, pre-algebra. You're not even ready for." So for the yeah. first Two and a half years of college; none of my credits counted because it was all remedial classes. But at the same time, I started reading a lot. I found my first mentor, uh, Dr. Mahalan, aka mm. Morpheus, and he started feeding me more books. And yeah. then the next thing you know, I started to elevate layer by layer to to a higher expression. And then I became a student. Then I became scholastic. And each little win, each little milestone, propelled me even further. So at first, it was mm. like, can I get a GED? Yeah. Got a GED. Then it was like, can I get a high school diploma? Oh, okay. I am I got this. Okay. Can I get an associate's <laughs> yeah. degree? Yeah. Then it's like, ah, you know what? I'm going to try. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if my little ghetto little ghetto buck could get a uh, a bachelor's degree and maybe go to grad school? And then that happened. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to just shoot for the moon. I'm going to try to go to University of Pennsylvania and study with some of the best in the game. And And that happened as well. And I'm sure if yeah. I decided... Now, if I wanted to go to MIT and get my PhD, I would figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah, it's no like doubt. The, the thing that grow, happens growing up in the streets is just one learns how to maneuver. They learn how to see, be faced with a, a problem and find all, in any and all solutions, even if the solutions that are most appealing or most accepted are shut down, we learn how yeah. to find ways through the back doors
0: That's true. I mean, you learn street smarts can't be taught unless it's taught on the street. (laughs) Like, you know, like it's just it's just one of those things. And it's it it is resourcefulness. So how did you apply that? Like, how did you end up in Nike? I mean, I know there was you had a gym right in Las Vegas because I saw your whole journey with that. And that's pretty cool. I like that you and your crew, like some of our mutual friends, have this like positive vibe thing going in Vegas, because really, I know when I look at Vegas, lived there for six years, the worst of my life had unfolded there. (laughs) And and, like, I see past all the like glitz and glamour too. So when I see people doing yoga and drinking green smoothies and meditating in Vegas, I'm like, Oh, this is new to me. (laughs) You know, So I, I love that you guys are doing that. But do you still have a gym there? Or like what? How did that? How did you shift into that?
1: Yeah, 2010. I'm finishing up my bachelor's degree. I decided to start my first company, Camp Fit Force. Uh, ended up walking away from that, and then um, as I was in grad school, I was in an executive program, so I'd fly to Philadelphia, you, you, U you Penn for a couple weeks a month, and mm-hmm. I fly back to Vegas. I opened up my first gym with like no money, no no uh, investments, no credit. We went on Facebook. We shot out some. You know, some requests like, hey, you guys got any equipment that you want to donate? Yeah. Took over this like beat up building on the arts district and we opened up, uh, we opened up my gym real results, which grew from one gym to three gyms and 50 plus employees, 15 plus wow. trainers over five years. But what was crazy is that at that same time, during that same time, I was still on my path. i was still like going deep. And real results opened up the door for me to be able to start to travel. So I would work for a couple months, then I'd start to travel. The more I traveled, the more I realized how much I didn't know. And it started to expand me, started to work on me consciously. And the next thing you know, I'm realizing that Vegas is really just a small little drop of water in an ocean full of potentiality.
0: Yeah. There you go. Oh wait, your sound. You can't hear me? Okay, try talking. It's okay, they will edit this. I can't hear you. <laughs>
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah.
0: So you said that you realized Vegas was like a small drop in all of, you know, the universe's potential. And, yep. and then what happened?
1: And so I started traveling. And as I started traveling, I realized that Vegas was not my thing. And so yeah. I set a powerful intention that I wanted to really, you know, change that. 2015 comes along and I'm sitting in my penthouse in Vegas with my 200 plus pairs of Nikes and my model girlfriend, and I have a balcony that looks out over the streets I used to grow up in. And I decided to book a one-way ticket to Bali, uh, well, a round-trip ticket to Bali, but it ended up, years later, being a one-way ticket to Bali Bali, metaphorically. Yeah. Um, And I went there, and I discovered yoga. And once I discovered yoga, I I realized that I was trying to win this outer game, but I had no idea what was going on inside, and I had to go into this inner space, which Mm. ended up leading to me walking away from my, my gyms and my material my small time material success yeah uh, twenty seventeen to allow for a, a bigger expression to start to unfold through me. I love that. We need to we
0: need to like highlight this though. You didn't have the money for a gym, you didn't have investors, you had an idea, you went on Facebook and were like, hey, who has what we need to put this thing together? <laughs> Yeah. 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 Like, I just love that for anybody that's listening. You have the excuse about, oh, I don't have the money. I don't have the credit card. I have a kid. I have this like, stop. Like it just, it doesn't matter when you really want to do it.
1: It doesn't matter when you really want to do it. And if you put it, if you put passion behind it, people will show up, you know, people, the the right people, the right systems, the right resources, they always show up. A lot of people get too caught up in trying to like things to be right for it to for them to go after it and everything i've done it's never been right actually the biggest gifts and blessings i have are all because i did something or i acted when it wasn't the right time to act and the same same thing with nike like nike wasn't just like handed to me i had a gym there's a lot of trainers out there with gyms there's a lot of trainers or more followers out there there's a lot of trainers that got way sexier biceps and more ripped abs than me but I was uh but I took I I I didn't wait for them. I started emailing them in two thousand eight. I didn't get a response, like a really legit response, till two thousand fourteen. Wow. Six years of hustling and like really trying to figure out how do I serve Nike. And then finally Nike opens the door, and just because they open the door doesn't mean I'm all the way in. Then it's like how do you maneuver in within Nike? Same thing. You could either Like, I could wait for them to be like, hey, B, we need this, we need that, we need this. Or I could start to carve out my own way. And the same thing with Penn. They weren't letting me in Penn. You know, coming from Philly, University of Pennsylvania. It's all these valedictorians and, uh, you know, these kids that come from these prep schools and everything. And I got no charity work, no uh, school clubs, uh, average GPA. But what I did is I started messaging and emailing not the superstar professors of the program but like the professor's assistants hey I love your work and worked my way in the back door as well (laughs) that's smart that's smart yeah
0: (laughs) so and that touches on something that's really important because I even have that with people for me they're like I want to be on your show or can you share this thing for me can you do this thing it's like and, and you don't want to be like, well, what did you do for me? But at the same time, it's like, I love giving my energy where people are giving me energy or like, I want to yeah. show up for people that are like really showing up and wanting to like help or do something like the way that you show up. It's like that whole, that whole saying with like networking. It's like you give first, give first and yeah. people pay attention. So let's talk about this six years writing in Nike, because look, even me talking to and you're writing a book now. So like talking to literary agents, talking to publishers, you like you get a no and you're like, damn. Okay, well, that's just one no. You get a couple no's and you're like, really? <laughs> like, you know, so six years, that's inspiring because you were just like, what? Like, were you like, all right, I'm going to set a, it's like, it's on my heart. Like, this is something that I see is done. I'm just going to keep showing up. Like, tell us about the mindset of that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pure delusionality, like delusional. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: first, first, first. <laughs> you're like, look, I am coming. Answer.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> for <real. laughs> it's it's being half rooted on this plane and half rooted on something else but really what it is like it's when you realize and i think everybody on the path has this moment when they realize that there's so much more to this reality than just a yes and a no that there's Mm -hmm. an infinite amount of realities and if you work enough angles one of those new realities might present itself it may take two years to get to reality three, four, and five. But yeah. if you keep knocking those doors, all of a sudden something new just opens up and involves and allows somebody to, to tap in. And that's what it was for Nike. They had this thing called Spark. It was uh, this like old school trainer network back in Facebook days. This is like, I mean, not Facebook days, MySpace days. Oh, wow. Well.
0: Okay. This is like before,
1: <laughs> and it had an email address and I just started hitting them up, man. And I was like, you know, one of my goals is to work with Nike. And at that time, my my dear friend, Bianca Harris, she, her mom introduced us to the secret and she was like, write create a vision board. So we created a vision board. I put the Nike swoosh on there. And then I just really started like reaching out and the first few years I would get an email every five or six months saying like we're not interested maybe some other time we're not interested maybe some other time and at the same time I just kept on hustling and working my craft so it wasn't like I was just like sitting back that's the thing that the secret you know forgot to mention is like if you just you can't just sit back and envision a a BMW and it's going to come like if you don't work Yeah, cultivate oneself as well, along with the visioning and the manifestating process, then it's not going to come to life. So at that time, also, my intention that went along with me acquiring Nike was I wanted to be the best trainer in the entire game. Like it was, how do I become the best in the game? And so I did that. 2014 comes around and some guy's in Vegas and he's like talking to some of the top in the fitness profession, my homegirl, Heather Doan. And he's like, "Who's the top sports performance guy out here?" And she's like, "Probably Brandon Collins. With you. you, should go see him." And that next day, I get a call from Nike. So it was like the seed was planted in two thousand, yeah. like eight, seven, and two thousand fourteen. Because my manifest my, my intention was right, because my energy was right, because I was doing the work. The universe, as they said it in Paulo Coelho's. Book, the alchemist the universe conspired and it presented yeah. itself in 2014 as an opportunity to work with nike and that's how i got in i you know. love that and it's signed like... yes yeah, signed a contract signed my yeah. signed a contract with nike as any athlete would
0: i love that it's like the sixth year you never know when the harvest is coming but i do feel like the harvest is inevitable if you're in there doing the work. And I think that's one of the things I appreciate you about you and why I follow you online is like, you're always doing the work. You're like going to the places, like reading the books, like the real books, not the book that like someone, you know, wrote after being inspired by reading the book, (laughs) you know? So, and not that there's anything wrong with those books. I think that everyone needs different things and relates to things differently, but I love that. And so you've, found yourself like all right i have all of these material things life is good but you found your way to bali which i love bali i just got back and i like crave going back already (laughs) so i mean it's like one of those special places so tell us like you went to bali just to kind of what did someone say hey you should go to bali and check it out sometime like what
1: what it was the farthest place away from vegas that i could point out on the map it sounded exotic, but it sounded yeah. exotic. And to be honest, like at that time, you know, I was in a little different mind state. So I heard there was a lot of beautiful, hot, conscious women out here also. Yeah. And I was like, I'm True. a single d-. Yeah. So I-, I went to Bali and I went to that beautiful, hot, conscious woman class at the yoga barn. And this lady by the yeah. name of Denise Payne, she came up to me, this uh, yoga instructor, this, she came up to me and she's like. I see you got it all figured out on the outside, but you have no idea what's going on on the inside. And that was like a, a big aha for me. And
0: so that yeah. was how I got
1: into Bali. And, and originally I would come to like Ubud. For those who don't know Ubud, it's a little spiritual vortex. It's, it's incredible, the energy there. But then yeah. I'd hang out in Kuda and Seminyak like the rest of the time, like, and and, and just party and do my thing. And mm-hmm that was where I was at that time. Now I can't leave Ubud. Like, it's like, this is yeah. my space. This is where I'm, I'm doing yoga every day. My meditation game is right. My, my whole entire expression is right here. So that's how I got yeah. introduced to Bali and I've, I've continued to go back is because it's one of those places that truly charges me. It's helped me heal yeah. a lot of the trauma that is has, 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 that, that came as a part of how I grew up mm-hmm. and, Helped me put things in in alignment that needed to be in alignment for me to continue to share on the highest level.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about then, because you're speaking on that and that's relatable, also like worthiness. So you were homeless and you, like you said, you just had some like traumas and we all have our own kind of traumas, but whatever that was for you, but like being able to get to the space where you were like, yeah, I deserve to be a Nike trainer. I deserve to be like, Like, you know, the top of the game, like when people are looking at who are the trainers and people that are out there. I mean, Nike is huge. So were you coming up against any of those fears or self-sabotaging things like, you know, all that crap that comes up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To this day, still. It doesn't ever go away. You just I think yeah. for me, I just got better at using my tools. You yeah. Know, when I start when I start comparing and contrasting, which comes happens every day. I start mm-hmm. to meditate. I get present. I get rooted with my breath. I journal. I mean, I journal like a madman. One day, somebody's gonna yeah. look at my journals and be like, Brandon was definitely crazy. He definitely yeah. <laughs> was a little bit off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, the worthiness is a huge thing. And mm-hmm. one of the game changers that happened for me is I got myself a life coach back in 2012. Mm-hmm. And I think for the first four years, it was really it had to do with like value setting and worthiness yeah. mm. and at that time even though i had acquired all these outside victories and these wins it wasn't because they weren't from a place of worthiness they were a place of trying to fill an emptiness that wasn't rooted in worthiness
0: yeah i know that feeling so, <laughs> yeah 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 but that's the write, energy I,
1: changes.
0: Right? Like speak on that, like the energy that comes from doing that. And I think it's, I want to ask you that. And I know that it doesn't go away, but I love that because people will write me and they say, I've had Chris Harder on here recently and people know him as like very successful and doing all these things. And he was like, no, this still happens to me. And then people are like, thank you for asking that because they just want to hear that the people that are out there doing amazing things, like this is just being human. (laughs) Like being human has this part to it.
1: So yeah, and that's, and that's the beautiful part to it. And that's one of the things that really humbled me is I started training all these A-listers and these you know, award-winning actresses and actors and these musicians and athletes. And they were ju- going through the same stuff that everybody mm-hmm. else was going through, but people put these, everybody on a pedestal. And that's the beautiful yeah. thing. It's like what makes us beautifully human is that we go through it all. And all emotions are valid, right? Yeah. Anger, depression, happiness, sadness, you know? But I guess the conscious mind gets to choose what anger is their their, their set point. Yeah. Fill them all, but choose which one you want to roll with. And yeah. I choose to roll with like happiness and joy and giddiness and being able it's to true. float and fly. Yeah,
0: Yeah. And it's like, if we're being conscious and aware, we notice like, we don't have to like actually act and speak from those places. Like I will feel all the things, but I'm not going to like maybe have a phone call that afternoon if I don't have to, you know, like I'm going to give myself the space, like, you know, Um, so I love that. But going back to this whole thing, because I love um, like how this journey unfolded. Now you have warrior retreats, right? Which are, and by the way, like I lead retreats in Peru, but I think our retreats are like a lot different. Yours look a lot more intense. (laughs) So, like, I don't know. I was thinking, I was like, could I hang on Brandon's retreat? I think I can. I mean, I could. But like, um,
1: <laughs>
0: so tell us about that. Tell us about Warrior Retreats and how you found yeah, your way yeah. there to Peru.
1: It's crazy. So, you know, the universe works in, in mysterious ways. In 2008, I was in a, in, a, in a class at UNLV. It was an African-American film class. And the professor was talking about doing a documentary at Valley High School uh, in Las Vegas. And at that time, I never met my father, never seen my father, never talked to my father. Oh, wow. And I remember my mom saying that she met my father at Valley High School. And I was just like, something in me was like, just spit out like, Mr. Armstrong, I think my mom and dad went to Valley High School. And he looked at me, and he's like, is, is your dad named Lane Rowling? And I was like, yeah. He's like wow he's like you look just like him that's my brother's best friend so that night i talked to my dad for the first time come to find out my dad had been living in the jungles of peru for 14 plus years as an infectious wow. disease researcher and at that time i was doing a lot of forgiveness work uh, i know you're very close with michael beckwith i was reading his yeah, book spiritual okay. liberation yeah. and um I was going through this forgiveness exercise and i was like i could hold on to all this stuff that like why i didn't have a father why i grew up the way i grew up why i i felt like i had all these setbacks but i was like you know what i'm gonna forgive my my father and i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna open these doors up and so i started traveling to peru in 2008 and then after six years of traveling to peru and pachi mama opening her arms to me and just like embracing me and teaching me these lessons and helping with my healing process i decided uh that I wanted to start bringing people down there. And so I yeah. created this curated rite of passage experience. At first, it was just like, hey, yo, like a couple of you, of my friends, come down with me. And then 18 <laughs> people showed up. Yeah. And so now, now it's like I'm going on my fifth one. And for me, it's just, it, it's, it, I love Peru because you really you, like it's safe. And most people stay safe. And the reason why they don't grow mm-hmm. is because they stay safe. And Peru yeah. just has this ability for me to pull people into a space where they have to face themselves in the mirror and they have to go deep. And I feel like Peru—you know—everybody yeah. talks about ayahuasca and all that. Like I say, life ayahuasca. Like Peru, yeah. just ep- epigenetically, the environment there yeah. for me catalyzes people forward. So, last three years, I've brought a hundred plus people down to Peru just to tap into. The lands, but more importantly, tapping the humanitarian work. And and the more that I give to Peru, the more she gives back to me.
0: Yeah, I like that about your retreats. Because I remember I was watching James, so it was, he went to yours, yeah. and um, then I looked it up, and it was like you have the jungles experience. So is that the ayahuasca?
1: It's you know, it's even with that, it's not the ayahuasca for that. Okay. Even that, it's like if you choose to do ayahuasca, like a lot of people are so set on ayahuasca right now. Like I can tell you, I can tell, I can look anybody in the eyes and tell them they don't need ayahuasca. Yeah. Go inside, meditate, do the work and you're, you're going to grasp something that's much more sustainable. But for some Agreed. people, ayahuasca is like, that's what's calling them. And mm-hmm. I've ha- I've worked with ayahuasca. There's been some impactful, very impactful lessons from it. But it all comes back to like, I got everything i need tune in do the work yeah. work with the tools you know what i mean because if you get a taste of 100 but you don't know how to go from 1 to 99 how do you continue to sustain that And that's why all these like psychedelic drugs and everything have people like constantly going back because they're yeah. always trying to get back to 100 but they don't know how to like sustain it so i'm talking about let's let's create sustainable consciousness not just conscious every ceremony or every <laughs> once once a quarter yeah you know what i mean totally um, I
0: sad so, guru I think it says that like it's like a trampoline like you're jumping on a trampoline you can go do the ayahuasca go do the mushrooms go do the LSD you're gonna see something but it's like you're jumping on a trampoline you get a peak and then you drop right back down yeah and I was like I love that analogy because I'm the same we don't actually do ayahuasca on my retreats we do there is an opportunity to do San Pedro but ayahuasca is just harsh on some people and it just changes the whole vibe of the group and you know I agree. I'm yeah. with you. But that's why I was curious. I was like, wait, is the jungles portion like where you do the ayahuasca and then you guys go into a retreat? Like, you know, I'm just curious. It kind
1: of, it's I, the thing with what I do is because I know Peru better than anybody I know because my dad's worked in the, in the jungles for 14 plus years. Yeah. I, I, I would say that I wouldn't say I'm an expert on ayahuasca, but I would say that on plant medicine, I know more about it than 99% of the world. And yeah. I, know what ma- I know what a master looks like. Mm-hmm. I have my ma- maestro friends that are true plant masters. Yeah. And so for my friends who are on the journey, it's like, if you really are going to do it, here's the doorway to do it. Right. You know, you're not yeah. only going to do the medicine, but you're going to make it. You're going to understand each yeah. particle that goes into your medicine. You're going to pray over your medicine. You're going to put your intentions in over your medicine and you're going to sit with somebody who's dedicated their lives to the medicine, not some, you know weirdo dude who went down and changed his name yeah. to to, to <laughs> shakti shakti firebomb and now is doing guitar <laughs> ceremonies in his in his uh in his living room
0: yeah like in it's venice like, <laughs> like i would say like don't like go to the la shamans like the Beach shamans like do it the right way too
1: <laughs> like, yeah, because <laughs> they're dedicated like my 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 good friend hiro he has so Are you familiar with the term Icaros? Mm -mm. So Icaros is a language that is given to these shamans by the plants. The only way Mm. to get this language from the plant is to literally sit with the plant for weeks, sometimes month on end. They do a diet on the plants and they work with this Mm. plant medicine while these plants become their teachers and it gives them these different ecoroses to be able to use during ceremony or with the medicine to like hold a container for people mm. and the only way to do that is to like truly truly live it and at the same yeah. time like as soon as it becomes ego then it becomes that transmission from those shaman becomes a part of the ceremony so yeah it's just so important that people like take it seriously. Because when you start messing with consciousness and opening up portals and all that, it's yeah. nothing to play with. It's nothing to play with.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I, I like that you say that. And I know there are a lot of people that reach out because I write about ayahuasca in my book. I had a, it wasn't a comfortable experience, but I had a, an experience that taught me something I needed to know, <laughs> right? like, yeah. you know, and now right. I'm just like, I feel done with it. I feel like, you know, shamanic breathwork takes me into deep places without mm-hmm. any of that, right? but I like sharing this with people because there are people that are just feel really called to do it. And I say, if you feel called, then answer the call, but yeah, be mindful of who you're getting it from. And even in Peru, it's like, you're walking down the street and there's like, you want to do ayahuasca? You want to do those things? So, you know, we, we, uh, travel with a medicine family too. And, you just feel so safe and nourished when there's people that like, literally like you can't breathe walking up the mountain and they go pick up a like weed. It looks like a weed. And they're just like,
1: Here.
0: <laughs> like, you know, right. breathe this in. And I'm like, thank you.
1: <laughs> you yeah, like, for sure.
0: So that's really powerful. But, um, so where are you going now with everything that you have going on? You have Nike, you have warrior retreats. Like what is like that fuller expression? Like what's really juicy and exciting right now?
1: There's so much, there's so much, you know, um, I proclaimed four years ago, once again, that I would somehow bring yoga to Nike Mm -hmm. and it took four years, you know, four years ago, like a lot of people, especially men of like my stature were like, yoga's whack. Like we're not doing no yoga. It's flexible. It's, it's, it's bendy. It's, it's for vegan people. And I'm like, nah, man, yoga is this deep spiritual teaching that goes back like 5,000 years. And it's about harnessing our superpowers at the end of the day. It's about yoking, you know, the, the definition of yoga is to yoke, to yoke everything that's not essential to us and -hmm. allow our highest expression to flow through. And it took four years of pushing it. But finally in 2018, I, uh, you know, really started to gain some traction and Nike ended up launching their men's yoga line and I helped them, you know, with all types of processes in, in bringing that to life. Um, the team up there is working relentlessly. And now Nike is not only just full force in the yoga game, but they're yeah. saying that almost t- that, they yo- that, that, that yoga can possibly be a 10% boost in Nike's gross revenue. So they're saying that they are going to not only just play a little bit in the yoga game they're going full force with it so to be able to bring this ancient teaching to and make it palatable to more people to athletes around the world you know at nike they say if you have a body you're an athlete yeah it's super cool so diving super deep within nike um getting set up for warrior treats five going full force in my book the samurai in the shoe collection i got a Publishing, that's your book helping me. Yeah. Samurai. Oh,
0: that's
1: pretty. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So so is that the book? Because I know you've been writing one. It's like all in on all in and all that whole vibe. Is it that in there or is it something new? No, nah,
1: I, I finished that. I almost finished that book and I sent it to an uh, incredible publisher and he read it and he it. he was like, yo, man, we need to go speak. So I met him in Venice Beach yeah. and we like, took this beautiful walk. And he's just this orator. So he took 30 minutes to tell me this whole story that basically was like, bro, you got to scrap your book if you want to take it to the next level, but I'm going to help you get it. I'm going to help you take it to a whole different plane. So I scrapped the book and I'm I'm in the process of diligently writing something that I I believe is going to finally represent who I am and what my expression is.
0: Sweet. And also just from this whole thing, because I had a book that sucked, like it sucked. It was embarrassing and it was bad. And when I was writing it, I thought it was good. <laughs> like, you know, like I really yeah. thought it was good. And I was like, oh, that was like really good. I'm really proud of that. And then when I got it back and I was reading through it, it was like, oh no, this is not going to be anything what Oprah's, Oprah's not calling me because of this. <laughs> like, you know, and I, it was just, I hired a dev- developmental editor and she made me such a better writer just by calling me out on all my stuff and we reshaped it. And now my book, I'm actually proud of my book. I love it. Like, it's good. It came out good, but I just want to share that with you because um, I feel like Thank your you. message is that is a good message. And like, I just did a, a podcast, a solo show on like all in or all over and people are loving it. Like people need that message. So I just wanted to share that just as you never it's know, we can have multiple right. books, multiple books, Truth. <laughs> Truth. right? So tell people where they can find you in terms of like, are you doing events in the States? I know you're like all over traveling and...
1: Yeah, I, and I would stuff. say more so right now, like the best medium is, is Instagram. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, in a, I'm in an incubation phase once again, after walking yeah. away from my companies and everything. Like I'm not really trying to push anything too hard onto the mainstream at this moment, next yeah. year end of this year then we're talking it's going to be full force but right now instagram is the main way to stay in connect contact with me you can check everything out that i do with warrior retreats at warrior retreats.org you can work out yeah. with me on the nike app ntc Sweet. uh download that app you know i've, I've been a, a part of creating that expression and really for me it's just about speaking and sharing as much as i can looking at people and telling yeah. people you know what it's possible. And um, it's an honor to be able to do that. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool to be in this, sp- in this space. It's cool to be also to have the past behind me that supports like where I am, but also the whole entire future ahead of me. So I'm, yeah. I'm in a beautiful space and just like chilling and, and doing the work once again, getting ready for the I next level. That.
0: I think all the things that happened to you and all the things you share, I mean, like Nike has become like pretty like woke in their marketing. <laughs> and and I like all of that. Like after that, I was like, I always tended to like lean towards Nike anyway, just cause I like their stuff better. But after like, you know, the things that they've been sharing and the Kaepernick stuff, I was just like, yeah, like I'm going to buy them and like represent this. I'd rather give my money right. there so it's just empowering like for you all the things you've been through and it's like we need more of that like that's like my background too and like people need to see that no matter what you're going through where you've been you can turn it around right like do the work and you open those doors you never know who you're going to be on the other side of the work so i love that and also i just want to share this i asked brandon i said is there something you want to promote and like us to kind of like lead to in here? And he said, No, I just want to promote, what did you say, like the up leveling of humanity or something like that? Something yeah. awesome like that. <laughs> so
1: That's it. That's yeah. all.
0: So that's really awesome. So, anyway, guys, check it out. When's the next, the date of the next Warrior Retreats?
1: December 1st through the 15th. We're limiting it to 15 spots. And then okay. we're also giving out one scholarship spot. So, Sweet. one person's going to be able to like, basically get all expenses paid trip to Peru to dive in, to tap in and to up level. So
0: what do you have to do to, to win? Apply. Or is that not, is that not like a thing? Oh, just apply. I didn't know if there's like a contest you got to send in a video.
1: It's it's, going to be an application. We're trying to get, you know, every year I I sponsor one person Mm. more. So it's been internally with my friends. Yeah. But this This year, um, we wanna open it up to other people to really tap in.
0: Sweet. All right, well guys, go check him out. We're gonna have all of his links, anything, um, Instagram, all that, go check him out. And also, let us know what you loved about the show. I love to hear what you were inspired by, what you're doing, and um, connect with Brandon and let him know what you like. So thank you so much, Brandon, for making the time to join us all the way from Bali. Um, I know what that's like trying to hop on podcasts while you're in Ubud, and it's not always easy. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And honestly, dope to be able to connect with you finally. Your your vibration is definitely impacting so many people. And it's cool to Mm -hmm. see how you're so vulnerable in sharing your story, but at the same time, so rooted in your power. So continue to shine your your light and continue to be the fierce goddess Amazonian warrior (sighs) that you are. And Vegas is not ready for you.
0: Uh, i know i'm pretty excited but they are ready
1: but they are ready for you they're ready (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. well i'll be there i'm coming either way so (laughs) all right thank you so much brandon
1: yeah absolutely
0: and there you have it my friends i want to know what's your favorite takeaway from today's show I love when you share your highlights from the show. Be sure to tag me when you share so I can give you a proper shout out. If you haven't already, subscribe. And while you're there, rate and review because your feedback, it really means the world to me. Until next time, remember to harmonize your hustle.